The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. And welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. Good morning, everyone. Today we have a terrific guest with us, Marsha Martin, who is president of One Degree Media and Entertainment. It's a conscious media television and broadcast network. And she's CEO and founding partner of Wombat Media Network. What a great name. Marsha, you have to tell us more about that. And also one of the founding members of Est, most of us who are old enough remember what this is, Earhart Seminars Training. Um, Marcia has been recognized as one of the pioneers of the human potential movement and certainly continues to have an impact on that today. Marcia, welcome to Leading Conversations. Well, I'm loving being here, Cheryl. Thank you for having me on your show. I love your work and what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Likewise, my dear. So <laughs> where are you today? Where are you today? Today I am in Studio City, which is, of course, Los Angeles, um, uh, where all of the studios exist. Um, uh, I used to be in Aspen and uh, lived there for many, many, many years, but once I put the media company together, I needed to be in L.A., so that's where I am, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Well, that is a vibrant place for sure. Different from Aspen, different different energy, <laughs> huh? Oh, yes. I miss my friends in Aspen and Snowmass mm-hmm. Village and the wonderful mountains and the incredible nature. So don't bring it up too often. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marcia, let's start by talking about One Degree Media. This organization um, it sounds to me like it's right out, developed right out of your passion for consciousness. Talk to us a bit about where this came from. Oh, it's such a great story, and it was even a greater experience and journey for me personally. As you know, I've been in the transformational industry my whole life, and I've been teaching and facilitating and training um, in personal development and leadership and communication and relationships. And really, um, I've trained uh, uh, over 100,000 people around the globe in public and private um, um, markets and corporate markets as well, you know, in transformation and how to think differently and how to produce results in a different way and how to create a life that really matters. And so that's been my passion my whole life. And mm-hmm. in late 2004, I got a f- uh, call from a very big-time uh, producer in Hollywood that was an old friend of mine from the early 70s and wanted me to come over to Warner Brothers and work on a project with him, which I did. And at the same time, uh, actually in the same week, I got a call from my great friend, Jack Canfield, who asked me to help him put together uh, what his vision was at that time 
um, he founded a thing called the Transformational Leadership Council, and he asked me to help him, um, you know, bring it into existence and put it together with him. So it was interesting. I would I found that I had one foot in this part of my world, which was transformational teachers, as we brought all of these people together in the Transformational right. Leadership Council like Jack and John Gray and Stuart Emery and Marianne Williamson and just so many great people who, you know, everybody knows who are speakers and facilitators and kind of really caught up in that world. And then the other foot was in film and Hollywood and, you know, making movies. And all of a sudden I had this amazing idea that we should bring these two worlds together and we should have a transformational media company and that that media company should make, create, distribute, and market content across all distribution channels, whether it was cable or satellite, um, whether it was film, whether it was online, whether it was short form or long form or documentaries or reality shows that would really take the body of knowledge of transformation and help people live a better life and also help people to create a more sustainable world. So I began putting together what was then called Wombat. And Wombat um, was my media company. And then many years later, as I grew and researched and got programming uh, in development and was really on my way, I met my partner, my current partner, Andy Orgel. And he had a media company with the same vision. Uh, so we merged our media companies, and that was what created One Degree Media and Entertainment. And Andy's background, of course, is in building networks. He was on the original executive team that started MTV, Arts and Entertainment, the movie channel, and Nickelodeon. So with his understanding of television networks and distribution and cable and satellite and traditional media channels, and my understanding, really, of the transformational industry and the people and how to design product for it and how to market to it and and all of that together. And then our other partner, who um, is an expert in broadband or online uh, media, he was the head of um, marketing for MGM Television, and he was also the head of marketing for Stars, and he ran Stars on Demand. So together, we've created an amazing organization. We've just finished a development stage, and we're starting our market entry. Uh, we're raising our last bit of angel funding that we need, and we're building our platform now, and we should have it up in the next three or four months to be able to distribute conscious content and conscious media. What a gift. And I'm what so an excited. amazing partnership, I mean, to pull all those people together to really – the dream is emerging as, you know, you are thinking it. It's beautiful. Well, I'm glad that you said that, that it's emerging, because that's exactly what happened. And it wasn't that I pulled it all together, although, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm pulling everything together. <laughs> but it was, it was very serendipitous. And I realized um, in many ways I was doing what I had been teaching all my life, which was to trust in the inner source of power, to come from um, a place of knowing that energy flows through me and that I am in, um, in charge of my destiny and that I can design and create my future. 
and that if I'm in harmony with the universe and the laws of the universe and I'm intending and I'm visualizing and I'm in that vibration of creation that I can manifest really anything. And that's exactly what happened. It was like I was standing in the place where all of the right people and all of the right resources and all of the right timing and all of the right everything just kind of presented itself to me, and it just keeps moving like that. So it's very, very exciting. I've heard you refer to the work that One Degree is doing as integrated quality of life. The category is integrated quality of life. Um, so I assume that it, it covers the gamut from personal development into business development into what leaders are about. Is that right? Yes. It's actually a cross between three sectors called personal development, health and wellness, and global impact. And the corporate model of leadership, um, the entrepreneurs in the world that are creating the amazing companies that are being brought into existence are part of the global impact sector. So we'll be working with all sorts of nonprofits and NGOs that have content that they want to get out but they don't have distribution. We'll provide that distribution for them to really accelerate and showcase their causes. We'll be working with change makers um, around the world that are doing amazing things and, and bring amazing kinds of thinking and putting that kind of body of knowledge into content in lots of different formats and distributing that. We'll be working with thought leaders, um, like the people that you interview that um, teach other people how to think in a more positive way and change their mindset so that they can create a more sustainable world. And all of these will come together, and some of them what we'll do is we'll produce television shows. Some will produce video clips, kind of like YouTube. Some will showcase and uh, do live streaming of seminars, so it's like a virtual super seminar network, so to speak. So all of that together to really provide um, a new quality of what's possible, and also media that matters, media that is meaningful. So that's absolutely what we're doing. So it occurs to me that as the message, as one's message um, needs to be translated into media, um, that not everybody is, the camera isn't friendly to everybody, um, the recording studio isn't friendly to everybody, not everybody has the skill or the comfort level for that. It sounds like there may be, it may be more important these days than ever for people to polish those skills in themselves. Is that true? You know, I think that is true, and I've always um, been a teacher of speaking. And um, my seminars are called The Power of Speaking and The Power of You. Mm. And it's not a speaking seminar in terms of, I mean, it does this as well. It teaches you how to speak. But it really was created because the power of speaking is that you bring things into existence through language. Mm. So when you have a thought and you take that thought or that conversation in your mind and you put it into language, whether it's thinking or speaking, that actually creates possibilities. And it opens up um, possibilities for you to act into. 
So speaking and the quality and the skill set of speaking is really learning how to manifest and how to create and how to produce results, uh, how to actually bring something into existence. So it's definitely a skill set. And in terms of media, I think you could say for media for sure, but in anything, that ability to express oneself Mm. is so um, important to know who you are and to have a voice for who you are Mm. and to be able to take your inner passion and to have a voice for that passion or that connection or that cause. And that all is done through speaking and language. So um, it's not only important in media, but in media what happens is, yes, we will be making shows that are important for people who know how to work in front of the camera or know how to speak um, on the radio. Mm-hmm. You're so good at that. You have the most amazing voice and you have great questions. And so it's a skill set you have. But what we'll also do is we'll provide an opening or a showcase or a platform for thought leaders that aren't necessarily going to be good in front of the camera, but they're great in front of the room. Mm-hmm. They're great at connecting. They're great at exchange. And so we can take technology now in terms of live streaming, in terms of how we edit something, and put together different formats for different platforms. Hmm. We can come into a seminar now with a video crew. With our platform, we'll be able to distribute and have that seminar have a live um, live streaming event so that those seminar leaders can have participants from all parts of the world. And then we can take that same content and we can edit it in such a way that it will be available not only for online distribution, but for cable and satellite and network. So that, that's uh, very important what you said. That's quite an opportunity for people. Um, it sounds like, you know, you really have the capacity to take someone from having a maybe a small business, maybe a small consulting business or training business, and truly make them global. Absolutely, and that's one of the things that is missing right now in the transformational industry is global distribution. There are so many great films that have been created around social Mm. change. There are so many great little YouTube flicks that have been created about educating and entertaining in an entertaining way how to be a better person, how to um, understand your emotions, how to be more spiritual, how to eat better, how to make a difference in the world, how to uh, achieve more wealth. There's so many things out there, information, that now with the technology can be made into these exciting and entertaining clips. But what happens is there's no distribution channel. Um, the distribution channel is what we're offering. We will have, and, and we do have already, um, alliances and agreements and partnerships and joint ventures with many production companies and many cable uh, companies and many mobile companies all over the globe. And because of my partners and their ability and knowledge and their experience in that world, I could never have done this on my own, and it was serendipitous that I met them, we will be able to create that kind of a distribution platform to get some of this really good stuff and great people and great ideas out to the rest of the world. Well, you know, what occurs to me as you say this is um, how the element of collaboration is at work here and how people who 
do what they do can do that well and not worry about all this other stuff. So all these wonderful transformational leaders who know how to inspire, who know how to motivate, who know how to coach and consult, but don't have one ounce of interest in how do you distribute this or even of any knowledge can now collaborate and have have a real strong collaborator to do it. Absolutely. And what's re- even better I think is it it kind of eliminates competition because we don't feel we have any competitors. We don't look at the world that way. We want to make uh joint ventures and content partners and production partners with as many people as we can mm-hmm. um, that want to collaborate with us and that want to uh, take advantage of the skill sets that we have. Uh, we want to acquire content, not just create content. So it is totally collaboration. And what's great about that is usually in the old paradigm of media, if you have an idea of content for any of the distribution platforms, say television or cable or satellite or, or even mobile, uh, what will happen usually is you, if you take it to a studio, you may get a little bit of royalty, but you certainly never will own the property mm. or the project. And what we're doing is collaborating and creating partners. Mm. So our content will be owned not only by ourselves, but by the change maker or the facilitator or the seminar leader or the NGO that creates it or knows how to make it. They will be our partner in it, and they will get the benefit of ownership as well as the benefit of distribution. This is fascinating. Well, we have more to talk oh. about with Marsha Martin when we come right back. Arise from your sleep, Africa. Rise from your sleep, America. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexasaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting. Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Did you know that the number one concern of American business is the ability to attract and retain qualified workers? Yet millions of qualified American workers with disabilities are sitting on the sidelines. Disabilities at Work Radio focuses on businesses and their workforce needs and also offers other topics of interest to people with disabilities, their families, and supporters. Join Disabilities at Work Radio every Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Network proudly presents the Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to the Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And welcome back. We're speaking with Marsha Martin on Leading Conversations today. So, Marsha, what you said in our previous segment makes me wonder about speaking to a global audience. You know, most people, most people who are consultants or coaches or transformational leaders or trainers speak to a specific geographic audience somebody that may be right in front of them, a group in an expensive arena. Even on teleconferences, very often um, they're speaking to um, what I would call an insular group, you know, people that may be from their, um, their own country. How, what do you say to people who are now needing to consider speaking to a global audience? Well, first of all, I say start educating yourself on what's going on in the world and what's going on in different cultures. You know, I had an amazing experience when I was a young woman. I apprenticed with my aunt, who was a clairvoyant healer and an esoteric astrologist, and really um, taught me some of the greatest values I have in my life when I was very young, from the time I was 17 till the time I was 20. And one of the things she always said to me, um, and I don't want to get too spiritual here, but she said, you know, every person uh, views God in their own way, but God is always the same. Hmm. But in order to connect with people, it honors them to know what their beliefs are and what their language around that belief is and what the traditions and rituals that they have regarding that belief. And so she had me study the world religions and some of the great philosophers and teachers. Um, So from a very early age, I always looked at um, life as, well, people have their traditions. It doesn't make them different than me. It's just a different way of expressing it. But we're all the same at the center. So if I could honor them and speak in their language, so to speak, So I kind of had that my whole life and have been very successful at connecting. I think it's so important for people to know that just because we live in one culture or view something one way doesn't mean it's the way it's Mm -hmm. always viewed. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you a specific example. You know, um, I think you and I are both members of um, the support um, um, audience for Pachamama Alliance, a a great organization that brings Mm -hmm. together the indigenous tribes in the Western world and and really brings together heart and mind and love of Mother Nature as well as technology. And I've been a facilitator for the Pachamama Alliance Symposium, Awakening the Dreamer, Changing the Dream, for many years. And I had the opportunity to lead a seminar, and I started the uh, symposiums in Bali and then um, opened up uh, many symposiums across Asia and China. Mm. And when I was leading the seminar in Bali was the first time I realized that the films that we were using were so U.S.-centric. I'd never noticed it before because I was inside of the listening of being an American, right? Sure. 
But all of a sudden I had an audience, and here was an audience where people were from Europe and Australia and Asia and China, and very few. In fact, I was the only one from the United States in that particular symposium. And I thought to myself, oh, my goodness. Well, fortunately, around the same time, the organization Pachamama Alliance started noticing the same thing, and they, of course, correct it, as they always do, and keep it so current, so that it's more of a global statistics and more global information and not just about information from the United States. But I think that that's a good example of what you're saying is that we as speakers, because we're speaking about things that bring people together, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing more needed right now than our world coming together, Mm -hmm. that we need to be able to speak in such a way that other people can listen. And people can only listen if you're speaking in their language or in their traditions or from their culture or in their belief systems. And and so I would say educate yourself and learn about the world and find out the differences so that you could speak into them in a common way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really interesting because um, I think one of the responses you might get from people is, well, yes, and how do I do that, Marcia? How do I do that? The world is so big, and how do I know who's in my audience? Well, here's one of the things I always say to all speakers, and I've trained hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and and actually thousands of speakers. It's one of my renowns is I um, teach speakers, Mm. is audience analysis. There's always a way you can find out what's in the audience. You might not know the specific people, but you could know the organization and what their um, mission is. You can, um, you know, if I go into a banking community, it's going to be totally different than if I go into an artistic or marketing community. Right, right. If I go into a group of young mothers... Um, or single mothers, it's going to be totally different than if I go into a group of producers or directors. Mm. So, you know, there is information that you can get. And then also then begin to meet them where they are. You know, a banking community, for example, is much more conservative than the advertisers. Mm -hmm. And so I have a lot more flexibility, even in things like movement and gestures. You know, when I'm with the advertisers, I'm like flailing around. (laughs) When I'm with the bankers, I make sure just my little pinky moves about one quarter of an inch. (laughs) You know, they're very conservative and a little uptight. Uh, But also in terms of you can begin to ask questions. That's one of the things I always do at the beginning of any Mm. seminar is I find out who's in my room. How did you get here? What have you heard about me? Where do you come from? Mm -hmm. And I have this great exercise that I do in all of my seminars where I have most of the participants, some on stage and then others in smaller groups, share with each other a two-minute talk from a time from their childhood. And what happens is it's amazing. There are many things that are the same about our childhood, but you begin to see that the same experiences happen in different cultures. Like you all have the experience maybe where you had a puppy die Mm. or a bicycle get stolen. But, you know, it was different if you were at a Catholic school or if you were raised out on, you know, um, a South American farm. or And so you begin to see the many differences, but the things that make us all the same at the same time. What do you think uh, the 
young generation coming up these days, what is, what is your thinking around what we can do to help them become global citizens? I think um, I want to really consider this question because I think it's a very important question. First of all, I think that the word honor and respect and dignity are really good words and very good concepts for us to teach our young people and to tolerate a different point of view mm. and to not see another point of view as wrong or right, but that it's a different way of looking at something mm. and that the truth comes in a lot of different ways. I just had the opportunity to be with Don Miguel Luis, who mm. wrote The Four Agreements, and yeah. he was speaking on this whole thing, like your language really creates the agreements. If you can't even understand someone else speaking, how can you know if you're agreeing with them or not? Mm. Or if you have the same thought patterns or the same ideas of how things work. So I would say tolerance and the ability to consider that just because someone has a different belief system doesn't make them wrong or you right. It's just a different point of view a different perspective, and that it takes all perspectives to make a whole. And if the young people realize that, then they'll be open to considering other points of view possible. And that will honor and respect the person who has that point of view, and that will uh, be a catalyst for collaboration. Mm, I love that. You know, the the whole issue around media and young people these days is a pretty hot topic. As we look at how much time um, the younger generation spends with their face in the screen, whether it is the computer screen or the iPad or their phones, etc., doing all the tweeting and um, texting and never really being present to where they are. What is your perspective on all this? Well, I have a little bit of a different perspective in that, for me, all of those venues, the computer, the tweeting, the um, YouTube, the MySpace, allow connections that were never allowed before. Mm. So it used to be that we were um, limited by where we lived, how much money we had, um, and kind of had like-minded people around us. Right. And so we were kind of stuck with the same point of view. Hmm. And I don't think that's healthy. I think it's very healthy to have lots of points of view and to understand that there are many ways of looking at things. So I think what the venues of technology have done is they've actually opened up a greater um, forum for conversation mm-hmm. and a forum for connection mm-hmm. to connect and collaborate and discuss and to open up ideas that are different from our own because they come in from so many different places. I think um, the, the greatest thing that parents can do, because I think parents look at, um, or people of my generation, look at the computer screen and they see a flat screen, mm. but a young person sees a whole new world. It's, it's like if I walk into a hotel room and I'm so excited to be there, it's another world. Or I go into another person's home and I go, oh, my gosh, this is so nice. It's a mm-hmm. new environment. It's a place to be. 
It's not like a picture I'm looking at or a flat screen. Um, and that's what the computer is for the young generation. It's a new world. It's a world that they go into and they discover connections. So I think like everything, um, there, if it's overused, it can be dangerous or it can be, um, you know, uh, lead to bad habits. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's so if you eat too much sugar or if, if, if you, you know, if you stay up right. too late at night, uh, it's all the same. You have to do it right. gradiently. But I think the, the positive part of that is that these children are in a whole new paradigm that we don't even understand, which includes global community and connections with people and thoughts that weren't even allowed to us, let alone put in front of us. That's a really good point. And the whole concept of, of the young person today being part of a global community, and they really know that. You know, I think that people in our generation, we know that in our head, and we know that because we've built experiences in our lifetime. But imagine what it's like to be 16 years old and understand that, you know. Oh, and think about this. I mean, you know, when you and I grew up, well, I'm um, a little older than you, I think, but when I grew up, um, you know, you went to work, you got a job, um, you uh, came home, um, and that was the world. Hmm. You know, you went down the street, you went to church. I mean, there was it was like a smaller place. Mm-hmm. Now, think about the entrepreneurs that we're creating as a result of this incredible technology. They are not have to be any place. They can be every place and anywhere. They, if they want to set up their business in India, they can do it from India. If they right. want to set up the same business in Hawaii, they can do it from Hawaii. They can connect to any other place immediately. I mean, the, the entrepreneurs that are being created right now with these young children on the computers are going to be so amazing and bring so many wonderful things to our world. Well, and it's very exciting. You know, I've heard stories about kids who are even 11 and 12 creating businesses online, and they are fantastic, and they are very successful. And there's this sense of anything's possible. Exactly, and anything is possible. I mean, we've been teaching them this. That's it's right. just that we're, it's a little scary for us to actually have it actually happen because we're not just seeing us saying anything is possible. We're seeing in action anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Well, and so that, you know, that brings us to the point of, of these young people who um, are having a very different experience as they grow up. Many of them travel the world, have relationships with or without the computer, they travel the world, and they have a very different perspective on what world means. And I had a recent client who's an executive of a Fortune 500 company, and he said to me, some of these kids coming out of college, they've never had a job. They've seen the world. They've traveled. They've, you know, worked in um, villages, you know, across around the around these different countries, and they have had all these experiences. But they've never had a job, and so I thought to myself, you know, that's an interesting perspective that the the definition of job is, yep. <laughs> you know, working for an organization, taking a paycheck, checking in eight to five, et cetera, et cetera. 
And so all of that is shifting. Our every, it seems like every paradigm is breaking down and, and rebuilding. Do you have that experience? I certainly do, and I'm so happy for it because what's really happening is people aren't necessarily having to have a job, but they're learning how to make a contribution, mm-hmm. and they're learning how to provide value. And they're learning how to monetize that value in a way or to barter and to trade and to get fair value in exchange. Mm. So it's really the best of what um, corporations or jobs were set up to be in the first place. Mm. Um, It's actually uh, seeing the vision in action. Um, They're probably more successful and understand more about work and more about producing results and more about uh, providing a contribution than anybody who just has this mindset of, okay, I go there, I work for a certain amount of hours, and then I come home and I collect a paycheck. So I think it's a positive thing that's happening. I mean, I, it's just amazing to me what's possible. Well, and so in our next segment, what I'd like to do is speak have you speak to the whole idea of the new paradigm of the world of work. We'll be right back. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Can you imagine a technology that takes human consciousness to the next level? One that reveals a new understanding of what is valuable and possible in the abundant support of life? The truth is, we already have that technology. We simply need to awaken to it and become the value it creates. For more about this, please tune in to Awakening Value, Shamanic Technologies of Consciousness and Success with host Marty Spiegelman. Awakening Value is live every Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. And welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. We have Marsha Martin with us today, the president of One Degree Media and Entertainment. So, Marcia, in our last segment, we talked a lot about um, the changing world and how young people are learning and how their perspective of the world is definitely different from the previous generation. What is your perspective on how the world of work is changing? And maybe starting out with a definition, which you alluded to earlier, of, of work. What is work as we move forward in the world? Well, I think um, the old way we used to look at work or a job was we had to do something to make money, and then we had the other part of our life, which was um, fulfilling. Mm. So we took anything that we um, could get um, because we had kind of been brought up that uh, work was going to be hard, it wasn't going to be that much fun, it was something you had to do and you had to get money, and you had to provide for you and your family, and so, you know, just suck it up and get it done, and then when you get home, that's when you have fun, and that's when you create your family, and that's when you enjoy your life. And uh, fortunately, I think that has really changed now, for people to see that what work is, and what work is for me is it's a way of me being in action to provide a contribution to making a better world, and to being a better person. Mm. And I really, really believe and feel that there's enough evidence out there now to prove that if one is um, in touch with what brings them joy, and if one is doing what makes them laugh and feel good about themselves and good about being in life, that the money itself will flow. Mm. That money is a byproduct of work. It's, It's not what we do it for, Mm -hmm. it's something that emerges out of our being fulfilled as human beings and out of our commitment to providing a contribution back to the sustainable um, workability of not just our planet but of humanity itself and all of the things that the world kind of creates. And then all sorts of things are possible because now you're not working for money. You're really working out of joy. You're really doing something in action. You're, you're giving time, and time is valuable. We have a certain amount of time in this body on this planet, and our body is going to live for probably uh, some of us 60, some of us 80, some of us 100 uh, years, but probably not much longer. So what I do with my time is really important because I have limited time. And isn't it wonderful that technology now and the mindset of the global community is kind of collaborating, that science and uh, spirituality are collaborating, that some of the great things indigenous tribes have told us for so long that are coming true and being proven now mm-hmm. by science, that we all come from the same place, we're all made up of the same matter, that we're now knowing we're connected We're not separate. We don't live in some isolated little cocoon. And that what I speak and how I live my life makes a difference. 
to someone on the other side of the world because we all are of the same thing and we all are of the same energy and we're all connected. So isn't it wonderful that that insight is now opening up so that it can show us work really is our passion. And as a result of us being committed to the passion and all passions, it's very interesting about human beings, is human beings don't really get joyful when they destroy. Human beings get joyful when they build and they create. So when you're in your passion, you're usually doing something that provides benefit to others as well as yourself. And to know that when you're in that flow of the universe, that what will be returned to you is the fact that you will be cared for. You'll have enough money. You'll have enough resources. And the last thing I'd like to say on this show, because I think it's important, is I think with this new view of, of work, what's also coming into fruition is a new view of what's important and that things could be more simple, that I don't have to have all of this stuff I never use. It's not necessary, um, and even a goal of most of the young people today to have 10 homes or 20 cars or, um, you know, the, all these different clothes that no one ever wears. Things are getting much simpler, and people are taking what they need and only what they need and finding different, simpler ways to live. And so what I find in the new paradigm of work is we're finding a new dream, and it's just like the indigenous uh, tribes share with us is that we need a dream now that causes sustainability, not that causes the end of our life, but that causes the emergence of life for all. That's really a fascinating way to put that, a new dream that causes the emergence of a life for all. You know, and I'm wondering, living in Los Angeles where, you know, there is the perception, I used to live in L.A., so I, I can say this, there is the perception that um, the the culture of Los Angeles is a lot about consumption, and it's a lot about the more you have, the more important you are, um, the more successful you are. Um, in fact, I think I it was from that area that somebody came up with the um, phrase, who dies with the most toys wins. <laughs> and, and, but are you are you sensing a shift in that region? Well, I think that you're always going to see um, the other side, but I think the shift is here too. I mean, this is a world of um, Hollywood. Yeah, and this is the world of you know uh, movie sets. Mm-hmm. and make-believe and fantasy. And, um, you know, you see it every day on your television or when you go to the theaters. But now you see things like Avatar coming yeah. out of Hollywood. And that's an amazing thing. Um, that is a very spiritual movie. That Absolutely. That is about the rainforest. And yeah. it's about, you know, connection. It's about really being aware of Mother Earth. And it's about you know, seeing that some of those ways we've lived in the past don't work. I mean, it was heartbreaking in that movie when they um, shot down that tree. So um, I think things are changing, but it's, you know, it is what it is, and Hollywood itself is superficiality. So, um, you know, and that's why most of us don't want to live here. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm ready to go back to Aspen. <laughs> no, but there is a shift all all along, and 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 especially in in Los Angeles, I think as well because of the technology and the awakening of um, the truth within us all that we're connected. And, and to see how we really do, for our own survival, need to learn how to collaborate instead of compete, mm-hmm. and that we can't be wasting our resources um, treating a forest like it's a grocery store where you go, you know, cut down a tree because you want a house. Right. Um, and like the tremendous thing, I love when um, um, uh, Julia Butterfly Hill said, you know, when you throw something away, where is away yeah there's no such place as away i mean this is it right so it's shifting yes it is but then it's still hollywood (laughs) it's still hollywood well and i think that you know the i had a teacher once who said um you know being a transformational leader is easy when you're talking to other transformational leaders the work is when you are in the midst of what needs to be transformed. And the power comes from being able to stand there and still do your work. Yeah. And I have never forgotten that. And it makes me think about you being in Hollywood. You know, here you are. You're, you are somebody who you're walking the talk. You can speak the language of the culture. You know it inside and out. And you can speak it with a different language, but somehow translate it so that it can be understood by those that are in the midst, in the middle, and haven't even once thought about transformation. You know, it's interesting because when I first had this vision to create a transformational media company, um, it was before this DVD called The Secret, The Law of Attraction, was made. Mm. And before that DVD, there was very, very few people talking about anything called transformational media. Right. And um, as you know, or I'm not sure if you do, but I had the opportunity to set up the film shoot for The Secret. Oh. And Yeah, because I was running the Transformational Leadership Council at the right. time. and. right. Uh, Rhonda Byrne called me um, to connect with Jack to see if she could come. She's the executive producer. She was making a television um, special at the time. It wasn't going to be a DVD. And she asked to come to the Transformational Leadership Council to be on the program. So um, because I was in charge of the event and the association, I managed setting up that film shoot and worked with the film crew and got the room and organized the people that were to be filmed and all of that, and she filmed all of us. Um, And then once that came out six months later as a DVD, and it was such a great success, I always say the secret didn't reveal, excuse me, the secret didn't create a market, the secret revealed a market. Yes, yes. And previous to that, I sat in Hollywood for many months being very depressed because I tried to explain to some of the senior um, people at some of the senior studios that this was a market that was worth looking at, and they didn't understand what I was saying. All they kept looking at and saying back to me was, well, how much money can we make? Uh, Well, does that guy have an agent? Well, you know, can we sign them up? Can we get a stable of these people? And I kept saying to them over and over, and it took literally two years. 
And I kept saying, you can't think of it like that because if you think of it like that, it won't be successful. It energetically has to come from a mindset that we're all connected. And if it comes from a mindset of greed, the universe actually will make sure this company doesn't succeed. And it, it was, and I have to tell you, at times I cried at night, and at times I was depressed, and at times I thought, you know, like, is nobody listening, or have I been working all of my life uh, to have a person not even see who I am or see who, what's happening in the world? So, you know, it is, I think, a great thing to have the courage to stand for something. Um, in a place where maybe there isn't an awakening and people are asleep and to be part of that awakening. And it's tough at times. You know, I as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, well, and the universe rewarded you very well and said, well, why don't you do something for the secret? <laughs> <laughs> I know, that was, that was kind of cute, wasn't it? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know, I mean, let, let's face it, that... Um, that whole concept of the secret. There were many of us who said, "That's really amazing," but they've put this together and that that you know the message is out. And this is not new information. Right. And um, so it was kind of an interesting paradox for many people because Absolutely. for for a large percentage of the global population, this is new information. Yes. And see, that's the thing, and being um, president of a media company and, and really learning, because I did come from transformational industry, but, you know, I never was a media person when I was young. My partners, um, their DNA is media, so they understand this. But sure. one of the things is when you look at when you're creating content, you can't create content for the people that know it. You have to create for all of the different points of view. So on a scale of 1 of 0 to 10, in transformation, what we do is we look at, okay, we're making content for a person who's a 10. Now, a person who's a 10, it's like a touch point. You say, okay, that's a person who goes to seminars, who reads the books, who's studied this, who's part of it, who's a seminar leader. That's like you and me. You know, you have a show, and I have a media company. So in transformation... But then there's maybe a seven where that person maybe took one seminar or they read one book or they decided to go to a therapist or they, you know, took a spiritual uh, meditation tape. Um, And you go all the way down to the person that's a zero that doesn't know anything about it. We're not working to create content for them. And we're not working to create content for the person who's a number one and that person says, I don't want it in my life. Right. I, I'm not in agreement. Right. What we're doing is we're creating content for all of the rest, from the two to the ten. Mm. And it's different content because, you know, something that might capture your attention because you're so involved. A person who had never heard of this uh, except for a couple of times might be too um, complicated for them. And so you have to start where the, where the audience is. And the great thing about The Secret was it was basic enough to touch the masses. Mm-hmm. And yet it was inspirational and empowering and mindset changing enough to inspire the people who were knowledgeable as well. 
And Marsha Martin, you are an inspiration yourself, and the work you're doing to shift consciousness and expand the collective consciousness is what is going to change our world. We are so grateful to have you here today, Marcia. We've come to the end of our show already, and um, <laughs> we really just so appreciate you being here and your message and you as a person, the being that you are. So tell us how people can contact you, can learn more about your work, can learn more about One Degree. Wonderful. There's three websites you can go to. One is the media website, which is www.onedegree-media.com, and it's the number one, the numerical one. So the numerical one, D-E-G-R-E-E-media.com. And to find out about my personal work and my training company and the products that I have personally as a facilitator and teacher, you can go to www.marshamartin.com, which is M-A-R-C-I-A-M-A-R-T-I-N.com. And if you'd like to get um, a taste of my work, there's a free offering um, on some stuff I do on relationships and love. You can go to Marsha on Love. www.marciaonlove.com, marciaonlove.com. Fantastic. Marcia, thanks again. I really appreciate you being here. We'll have you back after after things get going. We'll have you back. Wonderful. Update us. That'd be great. great. So remember, everyone, to think big because the world can be a better place because of a conversation that matters. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week.